0: Most clients come in with the misconception that they are, um, that they will not have freedom and that they will be closed off, locked down. You know, those are some of the the words that have been used, you know, in my intakes. And I think they are just really pleasantly surprised at the amount, you know, of s- supported freedoms, you know, that they have.
1: In this episode, we're exploring the question, what does a day at Milestones look like? Today, we're giving you an inside look into the life and daily routines of Milestones clients. Each residential program is different, but we're pulling back the curtain and talking with Operations Director Crystal and Client Advocate Supervisor Matthew about the unique Milestones experience. So Christopher, I was so excited to record this um, and really give an inside look into Milestones. What were your takeaways from this?
2: No it was a very important episode I think for us to to create um you know I'm excited just with the the simplicity of it and the basics yeah. and you know I think for me I'm going to be referring a lot of people to that episode yeah. when they're inquiring about milestones and want to get a sense of what does a day look like and I think it it sheds a ton of light
1: Yeah and I just the unique and individualized nature but also Um, the community kept coming up and up again and again and again. So I'm really excited for people to get an inside look. Me too. Stick with us as we explore this question on treating trauma. Welcome to the Treating Trauma podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie Vogt.
2: And I'm your host, Christopher O'Reilly. Join us for a limited series of conversations with trauma experts and world-class clinicians for Milestones – a one-of-a-kind, holistic, and specialized residential trauma treatment experience.
1: Together, we'll explore how unresolved trauma from our past can disrupt and block us from being the person we want to be. Welcome, Crystal and Matthew. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for having us. I am so excited to sit down with the two of you. Um Will you kind of set the stage for us and tell us what you do um, and then also maybe how you got into this work?
0: Yeah. Um, so my official, my official, official title is <laughs> Director of Operations um, of Milestones. So that's all things operating. Um, so my day-to-day looks very different mm-hmm. day-to-day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I got into this... Um, Through nursing, really. So I'm a nurse and um, got into on-site from nursing. And then, you know, just loving and caring for people is what I do. So it came very natural to me to do something different um, in a different way. Maybe not so much Mm -hmm. hands-on, but still loving and caring. Making sure everything runs smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. What
1: about you, Matthew?
3: Yeah, so um, my... Path here, at, uh, starting at Milestones, has been. Um, it's kind of interesting. I started at on-site as maintenance mm-hmm. uh, department, just working, you know, taking care of the grounds, things like that, and um, doing some PRN work down at Milestones for just some things needed. Sitting with some clients, um, it kind of opened that window for me as to, you know, this might be something that I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and. You know, this was over five years ago and it's been it's been like a dream of mine to always want to work in somewhere that, you know, helps others, you know, struggling with whatever they're going through. You know, here I am now and uh, it's been a blessing, you know, just getting to be there for others. And so.
1: Yeah. And what is your technical title now? Uh,
3: so now I'm the uh, CA supervisor for Day Shift. Um, I worked for being a CA client advocate for up until a year ago. And now I'm the supervisor to be able to support the team, the CA team.
1: So. Yeah. And a client advocate, I think, is such an essential role to the residential process. Just, like, what are some of the things that you do in a day with the clients?
3: So a client advocate is, is a big piece of the um, journey for a client down at Milestones. You know, they help support in the afternoons, nighttime hours, when the therapists are gone. They're your go-to person for your needs such as you know checking out property like razors things like that but most importantly you know they're just there for a listening ear you know mm-hmm. a, a shoulder to lean on so to say um and we have a great
2: team i'm really i'm really glad that you two are here today to have this conversation and that this is where this conversation is starting because so far on this podcast we've had a ton of our Mm therapists and talking about treatment and things like that but the role of our client advocates is is instrumental it's crucial Mm -hmm. it's probably one of the most important things i like i agree with everything you said matthew but i just feel like this the ca team they hold space for clients they're here after hours they're here 24 7 and uh they just provide a level of support and stability you know Clients know that they can find somebody anytime, mm-hmm. whatever they're struggling with, whatever they need. And most of the time, that's our client advocate team. So it's mm-hmm. it's a uh, critical role, and we wouldn't be able to operate without that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: kind of holding space in between therapeutic sessions or you know, right. different things, different programming. You guys
0: are really there in the different spaces in that unstructured time, right?
2: 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Yeah, they make amazing relationships with clients. I mean, they're, you know, they're always recognized clients, um, Mm -hmm. you know, always recognize the CA team. um, And it just goes to show, you know, how important they are to the process at Milestones. Um, Just, you know, having having a person to go to at any time. Yeah. I'm excited to kind of give a glimpse today. We're talking about
1: kind of what is what is a day in the life of being in residential look like, but I also love that we get to talk really specifically about what does it look like at milestones? Because I think there, we could give a really broad general paint of like what, what it might look like when you're in a residential setting, but our milestones experience I think is, is a little bit unique. So I'm excited to talk with the two of you about that. Why did you choose to like work in residential trauma care? What, what about it? Um, it's kind of kept you here.
0: Um, Working in um, residential was important to me, and I've I've definitely have grown to love it even more day to day. Mostly because there's something about you know being in someone's life twenty four seven. You know, um, yeah. sometimes when we're taking care of people, um, especially as a clinician or a nurse, or you know, we might get a glimpse of like thirty minutes of a client's um, day, and mm-hmm. um, so there's just there's just something about you know waking up with a person, um, you know, knowing their struggles day to day. And, you know, it's not always um, in a 30-minute window that a client can um, be triggered and, and really show up and kind of explain to us what's going on. So there's just something about being uh, with someone for that long that really, um, you know, helps just know a client and know what they need mm-hmm. um, by being with them for that long. Yeah. A really unique kind of care you get to offer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just just being there every day, you know, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week for the time that they're there, and there's just um, something really unique about that for sure. Yeah.
2: Uh, to your point, I feel like a lot of the clients speak to what you're saying, Crystal, and they'll say that they have their family and then their milestones family, mm. and and not in an unhealthy way, but more of just like feeling very supported. Yeah. Um, and when I say not in an unhealthy way, I mean, you know, that we have healthy professional boundaries, and and yeah. and, you know, that's really uh, in place. But it's more, you know, they really get to trust and to um, feel very supported by us.
0: Yeah. And then taking that home, you know, like like what you're saying with those healthy boundaries and accountability and things like that. You know, um, we function. Um, at Milestones, you know, in a very healthy way. And we hope that you take that healthy, you know, um, things you've learned back home and then incorporate, you know, that into your family and your friendships. And, you know, um, some people for the first time may experience what it feels like to have a healthy family, Mm -hmm. you know, at Milestones, um, you know, with healthy boundaries and and accountability. You know, it's not always easy. You know, it's not easy to hold someone accountable and have healthy boundaries, but just teaching them those things day to day and hopes that, you know, they go home with those tools as well. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: I I would make up that even the structure piece of how we structure the day or structure the week at milestones is really revolutionary to some people and can be a big part of the healing process as much as the therapeutic modalities that they experience or different programming, just being a part of the family structure that has the the ebbs and flows and the ins and outs. And there's accountability around that too. I wonder if that's a part of the healing process too. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, I definitely think so.
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot of our clients grew up in family systems where they didn't get a good lesson in like what healthy boundaries are Mm -hmm. or what it means to have a healthy relationship yeah. And just the day to day interactions with our client advocate team and our clinical team, it's a great learning experience. And that's in addition to the therapy that they're doing.
1: Yeah. And even the interactions that you then have to facilitate amongst clients with mm-hmm. each other too. That's I right. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a really interesting topic because there's a lot of dynamics that can play out amongst clients that we help them to understand. And a big part of that is like, how often does this happen for you? Mm -hmm. You know, if let's say they have a challenge with a client, another client, and that question kind of alludes that, Hey, there's patterns yeah, and this isn't really a unique situation and there's a lot we can learn from it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think about, um, like what's the common denominator here? Like, is this happening a lot to you? Let's kind of delve a little deeper into it. Um, and I would imagine that being in a community with 20 other people would really agitate that and then having a support Mm -hmm. staff to help you model that well. Um, what does kind of, what does someone's experience kind of look like on a macro level of like a week? What are some of the things that happen in their, their
3: schedule? So for their schedules, um, they work off a weekly, you know, a week schedule. Uh, every every Sunday or Monday it gets updated, but during that week's time, they will do things um, like a core group where um, all the clients that they have the same primary therapist as mm-hmm. them, they will do like group together. There's adventure therapy where the whole community comes together. And then there's also a lot of time during the week, uh, specifically Tuesdays and Thursdays. There's individual uh, therapy sessions um, with just the client and their therapist or their adjunct. So there's a lot of, you know, mixed uh, group and individual uh, therapy time. And then there's um, some downtime in the evenings. So mm-hmm. there's community um, community activities there's in-house meetings there's um, some self-care time built into the schedule so the schedule runs pretty pretty packed um, Mm -hmm. and there's also some built-in time for self-care and community time as well where they can the client can spend time with the other clients and you know it's it's a it's a good week for the most part for the clients you know to to kind of stay engaged and, um, also have their, their downtime. So.
1: Yeah. It sounds pretty full. Mm-hmm. Um, when I hear you say that, like there's rest built in there's other things, but it is, it's definitely
3: like work and schedules. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, from um, br- after breakfast till after dinner, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's, uh, therapy happening.
2: So. Very packed. Yeah. The, uh, the evenings are sometimes the most impactful thing yeah. because Not only is there a sense of community, so people learning to build relationships and get support, but it's like when some people keep so busy that they don't feel Mm -hmm. and they don't sort of reflect on the things that are happening. So they do a lot of very intensive therapy during the day and then the evenings it's almost like a time to reflect. Yeah. and and how does this make sense for me? And like, what am I learning? And just talking with other clients about their experiences, and it's uh, very intentional. I think is what I wanted to say that there's yeah. a really you know a good eight plus hours of therapy uh, during the day, but then there's time to sort of let it all settle in because you got to have that balance.
1: Mm-hmm. What does that acclimation period kind of look like for a client? Like from their first day or first week. You're saying like even language or yeah. getting into the structure. Like what does that look like usually?
0: It really happens fast. Um, I have the pleasure of meeting clients on their very first minute mm-hmm. um, here. And I'm I'm always so grateful for that because, um, you know, uh, I, I get to meet them first. Mm-hmm. And um, so I always tell them, you know, even though it's a lot of information on the front end, you know, I like to tell them, Please don't be overwhelmed by it because Mm -hmm. everyone catches on really quickly. And I love to say that. And I have the facts to back that up, you know, Mm -hmm. that I see the clients every day. And I would say, you know, it it takes, you know, even as quick as like three days, Mm -hmm. you know, to really just kind of catch on to to what the schedule looks like and where to go and things like that. The client advocates and the community is amazing. Like Mm -hmm. they, you know, they just take people under their wing you know, show them everything, teach them the lingo, you know. Um, so, I, you know, really three days is usually what I see, you know, yeah. that they, they really can hold their own and really start, you know, knowing where to go and what to do.
2: And so. What Crystal's describing is probably one of my favorite things about residential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Because when someone comes in, not only do they have the support of the clinical team, they have support of the community. And that speeds up rapidly their not just feeling acclimating knowing which end is up, but just feeling safe and comfortable and connected. I think you can get a level of safety and connection in a healthy residential community you know it might take a day or two or three mm-hmm. where on an outpatient group might take a couple weeks so you're it,
1: only seeing them once a week or yeah, a couple of days a week or, yeah. yeah and it's mm-hmm.
2: just um, it's so much better it's so much it's so much faster but not in a rushed way it's mm-hmm. just faster which allows clients to get what they came for
0: yeah, I usually mm-hmm. use the analogy of, like, it, it happens very naturally because I think um, upon intake, um, and I use the word intake as, um, you know, what we do as soon as you get here. That's yeah. kind of the lingo that we use. Um, and I I usually, with every client, say, it happens very naturally. And I feel like I use that word a lot um, with each intake because um, it fits the description. Like, it just happens very naturally you know that they get acclimated um, you know with the community, you know, with everything because there's just a lot to take to take in, you know, from where you eat to where you do laundry, mm-hmm. you know, and that can feel overwhelming, but it just happens so naturally.
1: Hey there, if you're enjoying the treating trauma podcast, I want to invite you to keep up on all things onsite and milestones by following us on social media at onsite workshops. Every day, we post inspiring content, practical exercises and tools, and updates on offerings and resources. We're passionate about using our platforms to equip and connect with you on your emotional health journey. So don't forget to follow us at onsite workshops. You know, my tendency as a human is to believe, but like, what if I'm the exception? Yeah. You know, sure. and so I think that's mm-hmm. a really encouraging to hear you say. I've had, you know, tons and tons of clients come in and they they do. They acclimate, they adjust. They do. Yeah. so I think, well.
2: a, I think a good example that um, can kind of speak to this is like, you know, clients, we've had clients who at, in their home environment are having pretty regular, if not almost daily, multi, multiple times a day, like panic attacks. Yeah. And they'll come in with us and maybe have one or two within the month that they're there. Mm. So, and and of course it's different for everybody, but my point in saying that is it's like, it just, to me, it speaks to the level of safety and support that is created by our CA team and the community and just like the day-to-day living at Milestones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what does that first day look like? You've kind of talked about, like, intake and what you do. Like, who do they meet with? And then... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Honestly, it's... um, And I say this to pretty much every client as well. You know, honestly, it's a lot of paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you have to sign a waiver for everything you could do here. Um, So we try to have fun with it because it is just a lot of paperwork. So that's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know... um, But I also, you know, know that you're met with a lot of grace and compassion on your first day Mm -hmm. because everyone is so very different. And again, you know, I don't really ever know what I'm, you know, going into. And so you're just met with a lot of grace and compassion on how are you, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling? How much of this day are you going to be able to handle? Just know that, you know, we're here for all of it. You know, if you can do paperwork, for this amount of time, you know, and you need to rest or you need to do this or you need to do that. And so, you know, each intake is just very different. Um, but, you know, a normal intake um, or a uh, intake, you know, would be lots of paperwork mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and signing waivers and just explaining um, consents and who mm-hmm. you would like us to work with um, while you're here. Yeah. Um, talking a little bit about that. Um, like your external support or something like. hmm. Yeah, your external. Mm-hmm. uh What's the word I want. Yeah. External support. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we try to, yeah, um, referrals. yeah, yeah we referrals. try to talk about that on the front end just yeah. to, you know, if you have someone that's super important to what you've been doing before you got here, you know, we want to make sure that we keep that person, um, in the loop and up to date as much mm-hmm. as they want to. And that's, um, so we work on a little bit of that. And then you have a nursing assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you meet with our nursing staff, um, you know, our uh, psychiatrist or nurse practitioner, things like that. Um, and after that, we usually try to tour the campus and give you just a little bit, you know, of what the campus looks like and where you go to have coffee and where you store your things. And um, so it is a lot of information on the front end. Again, that's why I say, you know, you're met with just a lot of love and compassion and grace um, because some people like to jump right in. And I do have clients who say, oh, you've got adventure this afternoon. I'm down. I'm ready, you know, to do do it. it. Yeah. Uh And then there's others that are like, I need to sleep and that's all I need to do. And that's okay. You know, the first day is, is very, um, is, is very determined by what, how the client shows up and what they're capable of doing. Um, and you know, and what they're not capable of doing. And all yeah. that is okay. We get the job done. We make sure that everything's signed and what needs to be signed and you know what that looks like. It's just different for each client. Yeah, that makes total sense.
1: Uh, we've talked a lot about the community. I think in almost every episode we've done, uh, the power of community in a residential setting has come up. So how do you balance individual and community time knowing that the community is so essential, but also... I would imagine if I was an introvert, which I'm not, uh, what does that look like? How do you do that well? Can you speak to that,
3: Matthew? Yeah. um, So the, you know, the community is a big piece of um, each client's um, stay, but, you know, there are times where, you know, you might want to get away and there's in the schedule, there's a therapeutic assignment time where Mm -hmm. Your therapist assigns you um, an assignment to work on, whether it be a trauma timeline, you know, or a worksheet or something that they give to you. Um, So there is plenty of opportunities for therapeutic assignment time in the afternoons or during the week on your schedule when it says therapeutic assignment time. Um, But we also have a loft area, which is, you know, where we go for like... um, you know, there's books, there's chairs and things up there where you can just kind of go. There's coloring and books. Get to your yes, <laughs> coloring books, um, puzzles, puzzles. There's um, little different areas down at milestones where you can kind of just go and and be, but kind of mm-hmm. be in the community. Um, and then it's totally okay sometimes um, to just go to your room and relax. You know, mm-hmm. um, specifically like on Tuesdays and Thursdays, a lot of times. When clients are in individual sessions, you may be the only client in your room or, um, you know, you have some downtime and you can totally utilize that time to just just be. And, you know, we the community is pretty well with, um, you know, spending time together and then also, you know, taking time for themselves. And uh, on Sunday, we have uh, self-care time. Mm -hmm. So, you know. We do outings and things like that on Sunday, but also that's time for the clients to just um, take some time for themselves. And that can kind of be a, a uncomfortable time, you know, that the therapist and, you know, the whole team work through with the client um, to build that self-care time in because, you know, not every individual may have, may have had that experience in their uh personal lives where they had just that downtime. So a big yeah. part of the program is teaching, you know, clients that as well. Um, that it's okay to just pause, breathe, you know, take some time for Speak. yourself. Yeah. yeah. You
1: yeah. often say uh be a human being, not a human doing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think especially uh people in this I know for myself that being is really hard and that it is stopping requires me to to be with myself. And sometimes that's Mm -hmm. not comfortable. Um, And I would imagine if someone has experienced a high level of trauma that it doesn't feel safe to be with yourself sometimes. Exactly. So I'm sure that the rest is just as important as a lot of the other aspects of the program. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, And we're talking about the client experience, you know. Maybe it goes without saying, but you know, they have limited time with technology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do not have their phones. They do have the ability to call family mm-hmm. and concern folks in the evening, whatever, but a little bit of time, evenings and weekends, to watch movies together. But it's nothing like the day to day. So that yeah. kind of speaks to that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Milestones is great, too, because it has, um, I think, a lot of neat little places that you can find some quiet if needed. We literally have three large front porches. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, one big, huge back porch. Um, we have a really sort of scenic Creek in the back of the property that you can go and just kind of get some quiet during certain times. So it's, uh, there's a lot of time for community, but also there's ways to kind of, you know, just kind of find quiet
0: our campus is beautiful and you know at any given time um you could see you know one to two to three clients you know with just kind of blankets on the lawn and you know enjoying that and so you know i do i do feel the hesitation and the worry sometimes in clients of of being in a community setting all the yeah. time um but again it it you know there's so many opportunities um and you know If that's something you come here to Milestone struggling with of, um, you know, because it's a very fine line between isolation versus community and things like that. And, um, you know, this is a great uh, space to um, kind of experiment with that and kind of like check in with yourself to know, you know, do I tend to isolate, Mm -hmm. do I tend, um, and to, you know, the community and your therapist and, um, CAs and anyone, you know, um, we're here for that and we're here to notice that and we're here to keep you accountable for that. So if that's something, you know, that you struggle with, um, this is a good place for, for us to assess that and kind of, you know, see where that is, comes up for you, like at home or anywhere else, you know? So, mm. you know, and could be vice versa when you can't be alone, you know, with yourself and you can't, and you always have to be with a, you know, another person community, same, you know, we, we're here to notice that and to see what that brings up for you and things like that. So it's just a, you know, just a really cool, cool atmosphere to notice all the things. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it makes me think of an article that our VP of Clinical Services, Austin Hotelling, wrote for our, our 2022 journal, the Onsite Journal, uh, and he talked about the difference between solitude and isolation. Mm. And that, to me, was really profound in kind of the way that he described it is that we all need solitude, um, and that we don't thrive in isolation. And just finding the distinction there, and I think. Some, the way that you've been describing it. I think there are lots of moments for solitude and reflection and connecting and being with yourself and being present um, While uh, and then having the support of the staff and the support of the community to make sure that you're not isolating. I think that's Pretty important.
0: Sure. Very
1: important. Um, speaking of the staff, what are some of – maybe, Christopher, you can speak to this. Like, What are the different roles and different team members that would support someone in their entire journey? We've talked to therapists. We've brought in our director of operations and a CA –
2: yeah, I mean that is a a big chunk of it, right? Yeah. Like our CA team and our um, clinical folks, and but you know it's it's definitely broader than that. We have a fantastic nursing team mm-hmm. that spends so much time with our clients, not just you know providing them with um, medication or sort of providing them support when they're not feeling well, but just even as another person to provide support. Yeah, um, and I know. Um, we're gonna have Dr. Bomar, and mm-hmm. and he's our medical director. He is a very fantastic physician, um, but he's also a fantastic human and spends ton of time talking with our clients. So yeah, the clients have this experience where they feel supported by everyone. You know, our CA team, nurses, clinical, hospitality. They feel supported by our dining staff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and maintenance. I mean, it's, it's really everybody.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. a the whole campus, um, exhibits what we call healing hospitality. And I think that's just an important part of this day. Okay.
0: Yeah, very much. So just, you know, it goes back to just, um, our entire, you know, campus, um, you know, and those core values, you know, that, mm. that we all have and, um, are here for. And so, yeah, I, it, I cannot tell you time and time again that a Milestones client really connects, you know, with the, with someone who, you know, is there every morning at breakfast and how important that is to them and, you know, that what the takeaway with that is, we probably will never know, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, just those, those little, you know, small relationships that are so big, you know, to them. Yeah. I think in
1: terms of like the
0: whole experience,
1: every What I hear and what I continue to take away from this series and from these interviews is that every little aspect of the milestones experience is intentional, it's on purpose, and everything plays a part. Um, I think that would be really surprising for me as a client. What are some of the other, like, maybe misconceptions that a client walks in with? And what do they walk away with kind of surprised by the milestones experience?
0: My answer to that is that most clients come in with the misconception that they are, um, that they will not have freedom mm. and that they will be closed off, locked down. You know, yeah. those are some of the the words that have been used, you know, in my intakes. And I think they are just really pleasantly surprised at the amount, you know, of s- supported freedoms, you know, that they have and supported um, time to take a walk and you know come back and and things like that it just that that's the biggest you know misconception i think when clients first come in yeah that's
3: good what about you yeah f- for me i think the um, i've i've seen this before you know kind of along the lines of with crystal too you know just think that a you know a client may think that they're coming to a lock-in facility um uh that they see that there's actually more freedom in the program and they're able to not, they're not locked in a facility, you know, locked mm-hmm. in. Um, also, uh, you know, they come in, a client may come in particularly just feeling, you know, so to speak that they can't be helped. They can't be, you know, they can't get through what they're going on, going through. And,
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know, this is their last place and, yeah Um, and they're actually surprised in the end. I've seen it, you know, multiple times, plenty of times actually, um, which is a good rewarding part of, you know, working in this environment, seeing the change that, you know, how they were on day one Mm -hmm. versus, you know, day 30, 60, 90, or however long they stay with us, how they are. Um, and that, as they're working the program here, you know, they, they learn all these things and all these tools to um, help them out, you know, to use while they're here and when they leave. Um, So it's, it's, it's very, very um, cool to see that that transformation happens and the client gets hope, you know, and they, they see that they are, they're, they're, they're not forever broken, you know, that they Mm. can come here and do the work and, actually have that environment um, and that they're here with other clients that may have the same kind of experience as them. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's really rewarding.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, As we're kind of rounding out, what's one thing that you wish every person who is coming into Milestones knew?
3: Well, uh, for me, um, I would like, you know, a client coming in to know that you know, it's totally okay to feel to scared, nervous, um, overwhelmed. You know that 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 is a part of the process. You know, yeah. you're coming to a new center. Um, you're kind of stopping your normal daily routine. You know, mm-hmm. to come to this center with a bunch of clients. You know, meeting all these people that you have never met before, um, and all that can be a big you know, big scary experience for somebody, and that it's totally normal and okay mm. to not be okay. Yeah, that's so good. To speak. Yeah. That's really good. It's helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I second that. That it's um that it's okay to be scared and and maybe know that you know being scared doesn't mean that you're making you know a wrong decision. Mm, that's good. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and that you know some people may be in their head about you know if I'm scared, then that means I'm making the wrong choice and things like that. Um, you know, we, we go to experts for a lot of things in our lives and Mm -hmm. I would just say, you know, trust us, come to the experts, um, and, you know, just be here with us and let's see, you know, what we can do and just know that, you know, we do this every day and, Um, That there's no one that can't be helped um, and that we will assess and work with you in any way and and be honest with you and, Mm. you know, and tell you if it's something, you know, that we feel like would be better suited for um, another area or, um, you know, that we would be honest with you and and tell you that as well. And so that feels very um, compassionate for me to know that, that, you know, that we do that and that we can, you know, help all aspects and that we're also honest. And, you know, if someone is struggling with something that we can't, we'll figure it out, find someone that can um, within, you know, on-site and still help. Yeah, Yeah. that's great. Christopher, what would you add?
2: You know, I really like what Matthew and Crystal are talking about, but I think what I would add is, um, you know, just to make sure that anybody listening understands that making a commitment to do something like Milestones – Is a big one a scary one but it's probably the best thing you can do for the people in your life too Mm, so you know the impact it's like you learn how to take care of yourself therefore you'll be more available for those that you care about Mm -hmm. which is which is huge because I think a lot of people they're very concerned about the people in their lives and I'm challenging you to think about being your best self so that you can really support them, maybe in a way that you're not capable of today because Mm -hmm. of some of your struggles.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. the best gift you can give the people in your life is a healthy you. Agreed. That's good. Well, thank you both very much. I think this has been a really special episode just to talk about our Milestones experience, pull back uh, the curtain a little bit, and really talk about the special magic that I think happens at Milestones. So... Thank you both very much. If you or someone you love is struggling with the negative effects of unaddressed trauma, the safety, community, and expert care of the residential experience at Milestones may offer the individualized help and healing you need. Milestones is a -a one-of-a-kind, holistic, and specialized residential trauma treatment experience. Serving individuals adversely affected by symptoms of unaddressed trauma, including anxiety, depression, codependency, and PTSD. This innovative and integrative program offers a variable length of stay from 30 to 90 days, specific to individual needs. When life feels like too much, Milestones offers a refuge and a place of healing. Learn more at milestones at onsite.com. Also, we'd love to help you explore the right option for you. You can connect with our admissions team for a confidential call at 1-800-341-7432 or email them at admissions at onsiteworkshops.com. You deserve this.